It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. His name is Frank Galvin. Four cases in the last three years. He's lost them all. He drinks. This man's scared to death to go to court. I just heard someone offer you 200 grand. When I walk out that door, the offer is withdrawn. What are you, nuts? I can win it. I can win this case. Push me into court five days early. I lose my star witness, and I can't get a continuance, and I don't care. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye, all persons having anything to do before the Honorable, the Justices of the Superior Court, now sitting at Boston, within and for the County of Suffolk. Draw near, give your attendance, and you shall be heard. Hi. Welcome to the Film with Three Brains. This is Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And this is Sean in Chicago. And Sam in San Francisco. The, uh, well, that was pretty tame. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, we was totally. Uh, we are all holding our breath. Yeah. Not For some reason, happened. I thought you were going to, like, push a button, you know, on a keyboard or something, Ferris Bueller style, and, and like, cough it out. Yeah, that magical song, I, I, can't, I can't get over it. <laughs> yes. Um... Okay, well, anyway, uh, the movie we're talking about is The Verdict, starring Paul Newman from um, 1984, I believe. Is that right? 84? 80, 82. No I, way, not 82? even close. Yeah. yeah um, bit of a gap between episodes uh, in real life. <laughs> Welcome <doing>? back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so The Verdict, uh, starring Paul Newman, directed by Sidney Lumet. Some might call him a legend, I suppose. He's directed quite a few... Pretty great movies. Uh, written by David Mamet about, was it about 10 years before Glengarry Glen Ross? Yeah. Um, yeah, at least. I think it was the second screenplay he had written for for the movies, for the talkies, as it were. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah. Had, had you guys ever seen this before? Negative. Oh, he has. Okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I watched it way back in when I was in the college watching, like, a movie every single day. <laughs> so. Do you remember why you watched it? Like, was there a reason or is it just, it was there and you're like, all right. Um, yeah, I think it was more just cause it was there. I used to live yeah. really close to the library and the movie rentals were free. So it's just, <laughs> just grab a movie over and over. Was there a limit on how many movies you could take out? Um, I think that, I, I mean, I lived so close to it that the mo- that I just ever took out two at a time cause it was yeah. no, big deal to just walk right over swap them i'm sure there was a limit i just don't remember so do you remember do you remember your thoughts on it at the time um no i don't that was that was the interesting thing as as i watching it's like oh, i don't remember much of this like i um I, I honestly, yeah, uh, for most part, most part, most of this, I was just watching it for the first time. Like I remembered that he was drunk and that, you know, he was trying to get, the, you know, it's his one last case, you know, like so many movies, the one last, you know, bank robbery or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I think this time watching it, I, I might've been a little more critical than I probably was back then. I th- like, I appreciate the acting and all that, but. I was like, this guy's got to lay off the drink. <laughs> <laughs> he almost did, apparently. Right? There was a early version, or there was another version of the script, yeah. and not a mammoth version that that laid off that whole bit. 
kind of whitewashed yeah. it a bit. I'm really glad that they didn't they kept it because I think that's yeah, yeah. essential to his flawed character. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I really like this movie, and, and I'd say the majority of the reason is because of Paul Newman's performance. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. And it's a you know it's a little different for him. At least you know I mean I haven't seen every movie he's made, but I've seen a few, and I don't recall him being quite so sort of unlikable. I suppose, uh, yeah. not, not unlikable exactly. Uh, just so damaged, you know. Yeah, that's. I suppose. I, I like that part of it. Um, we did have, yeah, we had some extra time between episodes, and uh, so I did a little bit of a deep dive into Paul Newman movies, the ones I could f- get around to. Mm-hmm. Uh, ones, I mean, there's some big ones I hadn't. I had never seen. The Sting, start to finish, so I finally watched what? it. Really? I know. I oh, was like shit. kicking myself for that. Sting is awesome. I mean, yeah, I've heard about it for years, and I'm like... Anyway, so like compared to that and, you know, The Hustler and Color of Money, like there's... He plays a protagonist most of the time. He doesn't play mm-hmm. the guy you don't root for, uh, you know. Right. Even Cool Hand Luke, I mean, he's like... He's the yeah. guy, you know? He's the guy that you, yeah, know, yeah. you care about. So, yeah, I liked that he wasn't... Super likable in this, yeah. at least for most of the movie, he's not really a hero, per se. Yeah. Well, he's not. I guess you can't. He's not really a hero, but it's pretty early on that he decides to do the right thing, you know, like, yeah. or that he comes mm-hmm. up with with his in his mind what the right thing is. And and I guess there's a little question of that because because the offer he gets it for the, for the year that it was was a really good offer to just take the money and run instead of instead of really try to punish the it was uh, like a quarter of a million dollars something like that yeah 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 I rewound that scene because I tried to th- because I thought I missed something because they he's he sees her for the first time in in her hospital bed. And he's taking Polaroids and then he just stops. And you know, that, that's the moment when he decides I got to do the right thing. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's really just him reacting to the photos and her in the bed. And and there isn't, I didn't, I didn't miss anything. It's just him. You know, they just gave him space to, to act and be like, okay, here, here's your moment. And it's subtle. I like, I mean, that's, I think what I like about a lot of his movies and a lot of the way he approaches things is that he doesn't, doesn't swing for the, I don't even want to say he doesn't swing for the fences, but he doesn't overdo a whole lot. I mean, um, he he's also not a you know like he's not comedic in a lot of his movie or pretty much most of his movies. He's a pretty serious dude, um, which can make which can make for you know like more subtle performances, you know, harder to understand, but also like. It seems like he's more of an enigma, you know, and I think that's that's what yeah. draws you in. That's what like he's always drawing me in. Whatever he's in, I I mean I've never seen anything, but and I've been like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know about yeah. this Paul Newman guy. Or I mean, like nobody's like, fool later in his career, you know. Those right. So, this draws you in. I was just I was just gonna say he's such he's such a fucking movie star, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he's like to me Paul Newman is to me I don't know what it is about him but he in my mind is like the perfect example of a, of a goddamn movie star you know mhm it's just something about him he's he's absolutely magnetic you know 
like every way I've ever seen him, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this fucking guy. Yeah. You know, like I can't, I'm seriously just like, you can't take my eyes off. I find him terribly fascinating. Everything he's done, yep. you know, from, from the hustler on up to the Hudsucker proxy, you know, road to perdition, cool hand look, whatever, you know, just jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I did just, uh, come across a bit of a dud, but not, not because of him, but it was like, um, the only one he did with Hitchcock, what is it called? Turning, uh, sorry, tor- Torn Curtain. Oh, he's torn like, curtain, sure. Yeah. It's all right, but yeah. it's pretty convoluted, mm. you know. Yeah, it's not, yeah, that one's not so great. Not sure. so great. Even for Hitchcock, it's just like, eh. Yeah. But I had to see him with Julie Andrews. I don't think, um, I don't think he's been in anything else with her. Yeah, I think I think of. But he plays Oof. a cerebral character in that, and that's, I, I, I'm amazed by his range of playing um you know smart characters every day everyday character you know he played a boxer um mm-hmm. you know he can he can just sort of fit into sure. different things yeah like slap shot where he's just like a yeah yeah know, actually that's a, yeah he's pretty funny you know, in that but <laughs> like a, not even a has been but like a never was hockey player you know yeah an old hockey player yeah you never doubt it for a second you don't even you're not like yeah Oh, he's playing hockey? He can play hockey? You're just like, yeah, yeah, that's right. it. He's on skates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, um, the thing about the verdict I like too is that there's something, um, you know, Sidney, Sidney Lumet's the director. He's He's got a, a somewhat, uh, I don't want to say simplistic, but there's a, like, there's a, there's a way he shoots films that is, you know, kind of straightforward. He just sort of lets the actors do their thing. Which I like. So if you guys, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Twelve Angry Men. Oh yeah, I love that movie. It's so good. And he just like he lets these great actors just do their thing. You know, he just kind of like sets the camera, well, like almost like he's you know shooting a play. You know, and sometimes I felt like that when I was watching this. You know, I mean, he, you know, he's well known for Network and Dog Day Afternoon and Serpico, but yeah. for some mm-hmm. reason, I always think of Twelve Angry Men. Hmm. Well, I mean, Twelve Angry Men is on the AFI Top 100 list. I mean, it's 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 a well recognized movie. I mean, if people out there haven't seen it, they should. Um, I mean, I think pretty much going through that whole list, there's really you're not going to find much in the way of losers. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that no, that, that Twelve Angry Men is a great movie. It's interesting that, that I mean, that's pretty much all courtroom jury, you know, deliberation. This. Yeah. I was surprised by how little of the verdict takes place in the courtroom. I was yeah, expecting a yeah. lot more. And I'm and I was glad that I wasn't totally like courtroom, 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 you know. Yeah. I mean Yeah, I, yeah. I, the 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 one sort of factoid I read about this that I I found really fascinating is that um David Mamet's script originally ended <laughs> with the jury <laughs> retiring to deliberate. Yeah. <laughs> and uh fade to black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and and, and uh seeing them out was like dude, do I have to put a question mark after the title? Uh, I thought it was one of the, <laughs> I thought it was like, the producer. Was it the producer? Yeah, it was one of the producers in there and, oh. he, and he, David Mamet didn't did not care for that. <laughs> because then yeah. it came I think then it went to Cindy Lumet 
later. And then he had a way of sort of convincing him to, to, you know, he, he, <laughs> he sold him on the ending. Whereas, uh, what was like supposed to be Arthur Hiller, I think was supposed to direct first. It's got a pretty crazy oh, yeah. production story. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> just like teasing him about his script. I don't think that's, that's kind of, that's just rude. He <laughs> didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They convinced him to write an ending. The yeah. verdict. <laughs> the verdict question mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do want, you want, you do have to know what happens. I'm sorry. With all the buildup. You can't just leave it hanging yeah. like that. Yeah, and we, I mean, with that title, I mean, geez, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they won. Um, we haven't really talked about the plot, but I think we can, I'm sure people can understand it's a courtroom drama about a particular case that he wants to win. And, uh, you know, this, this uh, poor woman who is uh, paralyzed as a part of, childbirth right i mean that's yeah the, no the she's a, no she's in a permanent vegetative state from oh, i'm sorry uh mishap during her, her delivery right yeah yeah because of the anesthesia during, is... during the i mean her delivering her child yeah. yes um should we talk about that i was going to skip to the end but we can save that for later i just love the ending that's all i want to say <laughs> i love the you know especially knowing that it was going to end a different way um, yeah. because there's a love interest and that is in- interesting how that unfolds and just the way that, you know, it's a ringing phone and, and like that. So he still got that question mark of an ending, but I think it worked really well the way, the way they ended it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Yeah. I like, I like the thing, the thing I like about the, um, the sort of the courtroom procedural shit is that, you know, that, that nurse has the smoking gun where she's like, well, I kept a copy of mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the thing about when, when the patient ate and that, that was the, that was the whole thing. Like she ate an hour before the doctor didn't read it and whatever. And that's what, you know, did her in. And, and then he asked her to change it to nine and then she thought it was weird. So she kept a copy. And like in that moment, in the movie in this, in the corner, I'm like, yeah, they fucking got him. And then they're <laughs> like, oh, it's inadmissible. I'm like, fuck. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to do now? And then they don't do anything really. Just the jury heard it. You yeah. know, and decided in their favor, which I like. I like that. Uh, my one friend who is a lawyer, I was, uh, I'm going to say, I want to hear Sam's thoughts about the, the medical stuff, but I was also interested in my, my lawyer friend's opinion about how that is, you know, yeah. that sort of stuff, especially that, because it was quite clever the way they ruled the whole t- they ruled that inadmissible and therefore, you know, it, it just, it worked out really well, made him, you know, this, um, this big law firm with this, uh, famous ball breaking lawyer of, of, you know, he masterfully like pulled that whole testimony out in a couple of moves. It was like, you know, a game of chess. And then yeah. they're like, wow, that was great. You know, but it wasn't enough, you know, or Maybe, you know, maybe it, you still don't know until they read the verdict. You're like, eh. yeah. But I, yeah, I thought that was, I don't know if that was mammoths, if that was all mammoth, or if that's from the uh, source material or what, but it was cool. Yeah. But yeah, Sam, what do you think about the, 
I mean, the anesthesia part is what is, I mean, I guess what Colin was just saying, like the, 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 the eating thing was, you know, bad procedure, yeah. but I mean, is that how, how plausible do you think? What, how, do, how did you find it? So, um, well, it's hard to, hard to know, um, what the standard was back then, because yeah. for, for what it is right now, it's called a r- rapid sequence innovation. And you do that when you know that you need to manage the airway. One of, one of the reasons, um, the main reason you're going to do it is for a high risk of pulmonary aspiration. So I don't know when exactly that, like nowadays, if someone's like, yeah, you ate an hour ago, you have to have surgery. Like that is the standard. Like people are going to do what's called rapid sequence innovation. And, and it's, you know, um, get a tube in the person as quickly as possible. Um, well, also someone's holding pressure on the neck on the cricoid to try to pinch the esophagus closed. So mm-hmm. to me, it's like, okay, if this happened and they, they were doing it, you know, more of a traditional induction, then you'd be like, yeah, that's wrong. Um, you know, that, that if you had that information and didn't, didn't do something about it, you're, I would agree that you're not doing the, what's considered normal these days. Hmm. So, I, you know, if, if it was normal in, in the late seventies, then yeah, I think that there, that there is liability there. Yeah. I, I like how they, you know, it's, it's a, it's a church uh, or it's a Catholic uh, hospital, and that aspect complicates it in a in a good way. Yeah, yeah, in an interesting way. And that cardinal, like he wasn't, it, he was didn't seem certain that he wanted to defend the hospital. I mean, he was like, eh. yeah, I don't know yeah, if it right. was, you know, I like that too. Like it was like, eh. yeah, it was interesting because hmm. the the hospital's on trial more than the doctors, I think. Yeah. I guess I don't know, and that well, that's the part I wanted to ask. Like my, you know, lawyer types was, you know, the, the case itself. It's it they listed the hospital and the two doctors. You know, yeah. I don't know if that's how you assess liability that way. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, people are probably listening to this, especially if they haven't seen this, and thinking this sounds boring as hell, but trust me, it's not. <laughs> That's the great thing about it. It's like th- yeah. this shit done wrong. You've seen a, a hundred movies like this, but yeah. when you do it right, you get this magic, it, you know, I don't know. Mag- maybe magic's too strong a word, but nah, it just makes it much better. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's the thing that's kind of interesting. The, the little things that actually, they count, but they don't count, you know, like talking about, you know, the, like the reputation of the church or that, you know, the judge who thinks that this is a waste of time, the, you know, you start adding up all these things and all of a sudden it becomes really real. You know, I think yeah. that, I think that when we see it done wrong, it's because it's too one dimensional, but you know, it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of little things and, and they didn't, you know, so many movies, you know, one of my frustrations with is that they have a love story in where they don't need a love story, you know, like, yeah, like everything yeah. else going on is exciting enough. Like, like, he, like Jaws doesn't need a love story. Um, so the, <laughs> so this is the same thing. And, and, the, and the little bit of love story that's in there is, is, you know, 
subterfuge. It's it, so it's <laughs> it's, it's fucking it's, crazy. It's, yeah, but it, but when you when you step back from it, you realize like, hey, there's no fluff here. There's nothing to like make a certain segment of the audience happy that there's some romance going on or anything. It's like every scene is building up elements around this case. Like, yeah. you know, and, and the twist of, of, of the, of the, the family, you know, the surviving family members being angry that he didn't take the settlement, you know, and, yeah. and making him <laughs> doubt himself, you know, that, that's just as important as, as, you know, that, that, that's a tension moment that, you know, you're like, for me, I was like, even though you're like, you know, he's doing the right thing. You're like, crap, like maybe he's trying to do the right thing, but to them, it's the wrong thing now. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that. And that's, I, I thought that's really powerful stuff. I think that that's, yeah. um, you know, it happens in law and it happens in medicine. I think, I think that, you know, the, the, as a, as a doctor, you get put in that situation all the time where you're like, okay, if it were myself or someone I love, I wouldn't do it this way. But here you're talking to the family of someone and they're, they want you to do the exact opposite. And, and it, to see him caught in that moment, I thought was, was just a, a great, added element to this story mm-hmm. you know yeah. it, it just, and i think that's mammoth though too is he he, he kind of covers everywhere you get to see the whole picture of what's going on yeah yeah that family um was the sister am i wrong or did was she in beverly hills cop was that the same woman i should have looked uh, it up i forgot uh, you know she's i mean her hair is different and but her she just, I know I've seen her and I just thought it's gotta be Beverly Hills Cap. Do you remember? Which would be a double up for us too. Well, yeah. What was her character's uh, name? Do you remember? The sister. I don't know. Let me, let me check. But yeah, the, 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 you know, the sister's husband. I mean, uh, I thought her accent was a little shaky, but his, his, his seemed more natural. There are a few accents that were like, oh yeah, you know, we we're doing the def, we're doing a Boston accent, or are we doing a quasi Boston? <laughs> right. I mean, most there were, none of them were terrible, but hers was like, oh, is she supposed to be from Boston? Maybe, maybe not. Right. What, what, was it like Sally? Something was it? Is that her name? The... Sally, yeah, Sally Donahue and Roxanne Hart. Yeah, yeah, she's been in Roxanne a Hart's a real things. name, right? I don't yeah, think she's I've in her. Yeah, she's not in Beverly Hills. Cop, she's though, not. She? In, no. Where have I seen her? But she's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, as long as we're that she's Probably not the Walker, block. Texas Stranger. <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking. About. <laughs> <laughs> do we have any double ups? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. We do. We have an uncredited double up. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sit, sitting in the jury—I mean, sitting in the uh, observation section of the courtroom—is a very young Bruce Willis. Oh right, I didn't. I missed. I didn't see that. I just. I read it. I yeah. heard it. Me or too. Whatever. Sam, did you see it or you just you read it too? I would love to go back and see it though. I want to. They see would how... be, and then they would be reunited like twenty years later, and nobody's fool. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, some Bruce being like, hey, I was in another movie random <laughs> Paul, you were. <laughs> uh I forgot to mention earlier when we were talking about Sidney Lament, but I think it's really bizarre or fascinating that he directed The Wiz. Yeah. Like The Wiz is weird enough as it is, but then 
Like the guy who directed Network and Dog Day Afternoon and Serpico and Twelve Angry Men. Like what the? F- why? Yeah. How did he get attached <laughs> did, to that? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Such an odd, odd movie. Well, yeah. So when it wasn't before, it was um, Sydney Lumet. It was, um, was going to be like Robert Redford was interested, and then he got kicked out for kind of talking to somebody behind their back or something. I don't know. I I'm, I should be looking at the page. But, um, I, you know, that's weird to think about because they've worked together a bunch of times. They're, you know, sure. contemporary, both good actors. But, I, but and Redford's also pretty, pretty subtle, pretty, you know, mm-hmm. quiet yeah. in his acting. But I don't think he could have pulled this off in the same way for some reason. There's something about seeing Robert Redford doing this role that didn't, yeah. it wouldn't quite work the same. Like, you know, he's, you know, he's playing pinball and having a shot of whiskey and eight in the morning, you know, like I, mm-hmm. you don't, yeah, you know, I can't see Robert Redford doing that. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Also th- there's some about Rod- Robert Redford. Like I've never seen him in a role that I thought of as like, uh, like intense, I suppose is the word. You know, like Paul Newman in this, and there, there's some scenes where he's just like, he's really intense. And you're just like, oh, shit. All right, go. <laughs> Paul Newman's like, he's just too cool, you know, I guess. Or like he's, he, he's, he's always understated in everything Wait, he does. Did you re- reverse the names there? Are you saying. Did I? Robert Redford's too Robert cool? Redford's I'm too thinking cool? Robert, I'm saying Robert Redford yeah, is too okay. like, he's, he's very low key in everything he does, yeah. you know? He's not very over the top or flamboyant. I mean, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid is like the closest thing I can think of. And even then, it, yeah. it just like it was. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he's Roy Hobbs, think he's any... like a real cool, yeah. suave. Doesn't say yeah, a whole lot. Right. Taciturn. It's just. Yeah. It's like his roles are all like I like him as an actor. I think he's great, but he's it's all understated. He's very understated. It's just kind of his deal. You know. Yeah. So it's I, it's hard to picture him in this role. Not that it's that flamboyant, but it's just like, it is intense. There's some intense scenes. Like when he hits Charlotte Rampling, I was like, holy oh, shit. Yeah. Did he just punch her? Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they tried to take that out of the movie too. Cause I thought that was too much. And that was yeah, one of the things that Paul it Newman was, was like a little bit too much. <laughs> it, was, it was, but it was, but it was also, I thought about that for a, f- a few minutes after that happened. And I was like, I mean, it's jarring for sure. You don't like to sure. see a woman get hit ever, but based on what she did to him, yeah. I mean, it was probably the most called for slap in the history of. Was it a slap or was it? I mean, it was really hard, but I couldn't tell. I wasn't sure if he punched her or slapped her. <laughs> Whatever it was, I couldn't help but think that oh, was kind of called for. <laughs> I know it's horrible, but I mean, you, ha- you, know. you have to see the movie. I'm sorry. You can write letters if you want. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, you know. I think I think it would have been. Um, shit. What's in the, the context op- of the what, movie? You know? I was just gonna say what it, it uh, it would have been. What's the what is there a word for the opposite of feminism? Like for him to oh. have not hit her <laughs> would have been <laughs> it would have been wrong. Only because if anyone would have done that to another human, their first instinct would probably be 
to strike them in some way. Yeah, I mean, you know, so the crazy in the interest thing. of gender, in the interest of gender equality, of course, he had to hit her. <laughs> I suppose. Right, now we're definitely getting From letters. From a certain point of view. <laughs> ah, shit. No, no. The crazy thing is that can I not be part of this? Yeah, you can, you can opt out of this. With, uh, you're right, right, maybe, maybe my argument Dude. has no. Uh, Holds no Two water. Dumb brains and a human being. <laughs> um, no, the, the people. He's in a bar, and they like he. This is like after he's gone out of his way. Yeah, I don't know. He's is he in Chicago or something? I don't know. He's he's way far away. Nobody he knows, and these people in the bar don't know him either, and nobody like jumps at him. You know, like he just did this. They, they all kind of they look at really him, react. look at her, and like oh, and they sort of like. I mean, they, I guess they try to break it up, but they don't really do anything. They don't like. Like what the hell, dude? What what did yeah. you just? What's that? Why would you do that? You know, it's just sort of like okay, well, I guess for, he had his reasons. For our listeners, for our listeners who may not have seen the film, uh, Paul Newman has a love interest in the first half of the movie. Charlotte, Charlotte Ramping. Uh, they meet in a bar and they hit it off, and they're you know they're progressing nicely, and then it comes out that she was hired by the rival uh, law firm to basically spy on him. And this is after they've slept together and spent a lot of time together. And then he finds out that this case that is like his his life's work redemption or, you know, like the redemption for his entire life of mediocrity and doing the wrong thing. And he finds out that his, his new girlfriend that he really likes is actually reporting back to the rival law firm, which is why he hits her. Whether you agree with that or not, that's the context. Yeah. And not only <laughs> that, there is the scene that I almost started thinking, wait a minute, maybe I, don't, maybe I don't understand this movie, but when he comes back to the room and she, and he's like, oh man, we're going to lose. And he's just like, and she's like, what you want, you know, you think this is Sunday night? Uh, you want me to write you a note? You don't want to go back to school? And she's really harsh on him. Yeah. And then he, and then he backs, like he crumbles. He goes in the bathroom. He's like, please don't, don't, you know, don't, 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 don't pressure me. You know, like he mm -hmm. can't handle it. And she's basically saying, you're, you're a winner. You're, you're going to, you're going to win that sort of, that kind of speech. And the, and the yeah. music kind of is weird and stuff. And, and it seems out of character for her and bizarre until the, the reveal of, Oh, she's working for them. Yeah. But it was totally psychological warfare. She did that specifically. Sure. You to, think she did that to rile him up? No, to to she knew uh, he was to crack he, him to crack him. Yeah, so she was breaking him right there. Because that that because when I saw that scene, I was like, I was I, I was like, is she having doubts that you know? Because what she's doing is so unethical. Mm -hmm. Is she having doubts that you know that she like could could she be both? Could she should could could she both try to be talk him into trying to win? And being a spy at the same time, you know, like it, like to me, I, I think, was wondering, like, but is she starting to realize, like, hey, this guy is, you know, he's a totally flawed guy, but he actually is trying to do the right thing, whereas her law firm is totally doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the law firm that she's working for, you know, so so to me, I was wondering, like, is there an element of that, you know, because she didn't keep going. You know? Yeah. I got the impression from that one that spe uh, scene specifically that she's basically 
she's she's coming to terms with the idea that she's kind of a piece of shit in this scenario and can't help but like le- but like lean into it you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like if you if it's like being caught in a lie and then just doubling down you know yeah that was the impression i got where she's she's she she can't fucking stand herself and so because of that she's like fine this is who i am this is what i'm doing and she just goes for it you know (laughs) she becomes the worst possible version of herself because she feels like she's already there or something along those lines yeah i like that but i think i like sam's a bit more because when if she's doing it for a purpose and and she's like pushing him and if he's not man enough to stand up to her or to to overcome that you know well that's his that's that's on him you know like she could she could be rationalizing herself yeah like she did her job yeah he could have very well you know told her to get the hell out or done something else and then that would have justified her actions too like you know hey i tried and that's as far as i can go but obviously by the end of the movie because she's you know she's still she doesn't let go she um yeah you know she's still reaching out to him after they uh they have their split right so she's still yeah she obviously has feelings for him and she and she has a real i mean she she has a real struggle which i which i think is cool because um the setup is so perfect like that she's in the bar that he always goes to but she's just reading a book and like doesn't you know they don't hit it off right away and she and she hangs around she's still there and you know it it sucks you know it 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 dupes you too like you're like oh you know it it i mean i don't know about you guys but it didn't even occur to me that she could be playing for the other oh, team oh no not for a while it was a great twist i mean i hate sorry to, yeah if you haven't seen it but yeah it's great yeah but I, yeah i think that she's she's wrestling with everything as well well, I, yeah. and I, like I mean, the, how could you not, though? I mean, that's what she well, does she was is really shitty. Shit. <laughs> well, right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, she's a piece of shit, but she's doing it for a reason. She wasn't sure yeah. the outcome. She wasn't sure if she would have to fess up to it. Um, yeah. His partner finds the check in her purse going for cigarettes. And then he plays it real cool and tells him. So that's, what, you know, that's when the confrontation happens. You know, it could have gone down in a much more, you know, it, you know, it came to a head. Because it came out in the worst possible way, yeah. which, which is great because it's like, you know, what's the most dramatic thing that can happen with this information? Well, it can come out at just the right, the wrong time. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. it's great. My, uh, my favorite line in this whole movie is when, um, the, the doctor he brings in, uh, Dr. Thompson, he oh, basically yeah. pays, you know, he pays him to come in and this is what this guy does. He, you know, whatever. And James Mason says, uh, he says something along the lines of like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're being paid to be here, aren't you, sir? And he goes, yes, as are you. <laughs> and I found that really sort of, I don't know, like some deep shit. I was like, holy Christ, he's so right. <laughs> You know, because you've seen things like that before where, oh, you're a paid consultant or, you know, you're being paid to, to give your testimony. It's like, well, you're being paid to your fucking lawyer, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not here out of uh, some grandiose, you know, notions of right and wrong. You're, it's, it's a job, you know? Right. And in that, in that one line, it 
I don't know. It, it reshaped the whole way I look at, at uh, like courtroom procedure type movies and stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just thought it was really insightful and interesting. Yeah. And sort of just a throwaway line, too. It didn't hang on it, you know, whatever. It was just a quick little thing that kind of blew my goddamn mind. I was like, jeez, what a great line. Yeah, and doesn't the, the lawyer acknowledges it, too? He's like, oh, yes. He does. Very, very, well, he, no. he chuckles. Yeah. James Mason chuckles. He says, yes, you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> I like James Mason. I don't know him in a whole lot of things. I guess this is his last feature film. But um, Was it? I think Before that's what died? it said, yeah. Hmm. But he, yeah, he's, uh, he's great because he's a little bit likable, but a real son of a bitch too. And obviously he's, you know, he has a whole room full of lawyers at his disposal. Yeah. And he's clearly doing it only because, you know, he's expected to win and he he loves winning and. Yeah. And that judge, oh my God, that judge is. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That should have been a mistrial for sure. They're like, this should, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I found myself mistrial. wondering about the credibility of having a judge that big of an asshole, like doing the things he was doing. Like, did, uh, like, the, yeah. I mean, I know judges are powerful and shit, but really, <laughs> you could just do that, right. just be that way. Yeah, clearly, his little breakfast and his having his yeah, coffee yeah. and being kind of real petty and. Yeah, clearly kind of, not objective in the slightest. No, not even trying. <laughs> right. Just saying Overtly you're dumb. You shouldn't, do, you shouldn't take this to the courtroom. Right. You know, let's work this out between us. And yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. And then he, but then he's like, no, this is it. This is the case. This is the trial. I mean, I'm not gonna, I don't want a mistrial. I want, this is it. Which is odd because, well, I don't know if it's odd. I just don't know what his motivation is other than like, no, I, this is, I've got the facts. I've got the truth on my side. Yeah. You know, judge is, judge is a bastard. So what? I'll, I'll do what I can. Sure. And losing his star witness that, you know, the doctor that yeah. he talks to. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do we think, him. do we think he was bought off or do we think he was killed? Bought off. Bought off. Yeah. 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 I initially thought killed, but then I was like, yeah, I don't know. Nothing else in this movie really goes quite that dark, so probably not. <laughs> not yeah, I mean close, but not not quite murder. But yeah, but yeah, hmm. I uh, figured out what. So Roxanne Hart, the sister, or the yeah, the sister of the woman, mm-hmm. is in Highlander. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I feel better. Is she now like the lead with? Uh, yeah, she's the lead woman in in the. You know, in the modern day, yeah, Christopher Lambert sure. comes back and uh, right. what is she? Some psychic or something? Oh, she's like, like an, I thought she was a doctor or something. Oh, she, works, she. Oh, is that she works the right. museum? I think you're right. She knows yeah, about yeah, swords and right. shit. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's her. <laughs> I think you're right. They're doing a remake of that movie. Are they really? Yeah, starring um, Henry Cavill, Superman. Hmm. That's a big name for Highlander remake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be big budget, I imagine. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I also think it's going to be I crap. Be... Um, yeah. I kind of... I, I, I like the old one, I guess. Yeah, I'm not saying... Yeah. Well, that's the, I think that's the problem, is when you take uh, a cult classic like that, that people seem to like as is, even with its, with its 
weirdness and 80s-ness. And then you try to re redo it in a really grandiose way with big budget and yeah. big actors. And, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I think about this one. The thing about this one, though, is it's directed by the guy who directed uh, John Wick. Okay. And so in that regard, I think you've got something a little more interesting than just a standard remake, you know? Yeah. Certainly the fight sequences could be much better. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, I guess, something... I suppose <laughs> and maybe Henry Cavill can uh, do a Scottish accent I don't know maybe why not he does an American accent pretty well yeah he does hmm. so what's the verdict have we <laughs> um, uh... just real quick because I, oh. I didn't know that the, that the a AFI did this but AFI did a top 10 uh, courtroom dramas. They did a bunch of different top tens, but one of them hmm. they did was courtroom dramas. Yeah. So it's Kill a Mockingbird, number one. Mm -hmm. 12 Angry Men, number two. Which we, mm. Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, yeah, sure. The Verdict oh. at number four. Wow. A Few Good Men. Yeah, that's a good one. Witness mm -hmm. for the Prosecution, which I've never seen. I've never seen that one either. Nope. Anatomy of a Murder. That's a good one. Yeah, in Cold Blood. Yeah. I, I read the book. I don't remember if I saw the movie. Um, Cry in the Dark and Judgment at Nuremberg. Uh, I think I've seen a Cry in the Dark. dark. I've, ne I've never seen Judgment at Nuremberg, though. <laughs> Murder in the First didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Bacon and Christian Slater. <laughs> Nor did any uh, John Grisham. Oh, yeah. You know, I was going to bring up The Rainmaker earlier because of the way that compares to this as a, you know, he he's doing it for the right reasons. I mean, I'm not in a, it's nowhere near the movie that this is, but the the way that he's portrayed, like they're taking cheap shots at um, like ambulance chasing lawyers and they're making jokes about it, inside jokes. But meanwhile, he's trying to do this this grandiose, he's trying to do the right thing with this big cancer case, um, which is similar to this. And in this move, but where it fails is like, you know, at the end of the day, Paul Newman, his character, he, he still knows he's a, you know, he's been an ambulance chaser. He, you know, he goes to, he yeah. goes to funerals and, and hands out his cards <laughs> to bereaved people. Yeah. You know? Like, I love the way that starts because it's so like, Oh yeah, you're a shit heel. But then, yeah. Like with the Rainmaker, it was like, oh, he has a shit heel buddy, Danny DeVito, that shows him the ropes, but he still can be a good dude and, and you know, have his cake and eat it too. Yeah. Whereas this is more like, uh, you can say, you know, you, we'll leave judgment to whatever, the universe or God or something, but I want this case. I want to do the right thing in this case. And I know that Matt Damon says the same damn thing in Rain the Rainmaker, but it's not <laughs> as convincing as, <laughs> yeah. as this one. But I still thought it was yeah. a decent. I mean, yeah, there, there are a lot of them, though, right? I mean, all the Grisham ones. Yeah. How many There's are are considered courtroom? Probably one hundred and thirty. The client. Oh, yeah. Well, what about a time to kill and the client and? Yeah, all of them. I I'm curious about a time to kill because I feel I haven't seen it since the you know since it came out, 
Yeah, I haven't either. And I know that I remember the big scene at the end and Matthew McConaughey, his spiel, but I don't know if it would work as well right now. I don't know. Or if I, you know, do you remember that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it does fall within our range of movies. <laughs> and it has a cast of a whole bunch of characters, we have, actors yeah. we really haven't covered yet. Yeah. And it's your pick next. Yeah. <laughs> so well, just put that in the yeah. back of your, your <laughs> mind yeah. somewhere. Uh, before we move on, if we're moving on, but first I just want to circle back to the AFI's top courtroom dramas or whatever judgment nuremberg is number one right number two was a cry in the dark you mean no no other way around those that was just were number 10 and 9 oh 10 and 9 well anyway uh, i don't know if you guys remember the seinfeld episode with julia julia louise driver's saying a dingo ate my baby that was a <laughs> yes. director's uh <laughs> reference to a cry in the dark okay that yes. was a cry in the dark. <laughs> with meryl streep yeah yeah okay about a woman in Australia whose baby was killed by dingoes and they charge her with murder because no one believes her. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it's right. a true story. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd rather watch that than A Time to Kill. Yeah? Yeah. I've never I, seen A Cry in the Dark. I just remember the Seinfeld episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the dingo ate your baby. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> she grins. <laughs> so stupid. And it was like to a stranger at a party or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's <laughs> great. Okay. I think that's all of them. I mean, not all of them, but I mean, the ones, the ones that you, when you think of courtroom dramas, that's, you know, I think we've covered the bases more or less. Yeah. Yeah. I am. A, I am an unabashed fan of a few good men. I love that movie. I do too. I do too. It's so good. Everyone in it is like, just firing on all cylinders you know yeah it's just so good i mean aaron sorkin's a really good writer he he writes really great dialogue sometimes it gets a little tiresome but you know yeah i think way back when you were too clever for his own good but yeah you kind of mentioned long it as enough a, ago yeah yeah as one that's like maybe it's not true to life dialogue but it's so damn yeah. good you kind of give it a pass yeah like, yeah oh, it's just yeah yeah but that one, yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. I walk around saying, you're goddamn right I did. You know, all the time. <laughs> did you drop this piece of paper? You're goddamn right I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows you can't handle the truth, but you're right. You're going, going a step or two. Down the line of quotes, right. that's, that's worth it for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. So just to tidy up, we, uh, I think we would safely say you have to be uh, in your late teens or you know curious about dramas generally to like this movie. You're not, not going to be a a young kid that's like, yeah, let's watch the verdict. Yeah. Right. Was there another verdict though? I think there was. Was yeah, there in the what, 1950s? Is that related? I think it was. I don't not, think so. No. Okay. All right. So she. So she. So shall we move on? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, 
I have a pick that's sort of um, along the lines of A Few Good Men. It's a comfort pick. It's a movie that I watch a lot. I haven't seen it lately, so this, that's uh, kind of why I, I want to see it again. Uh, it's uh, I'll give you the hard hint first and then an easier one. The hard one is it's from it relates to my first my first pick ever if you can remember that back to episode uh, i want to say three um it has two double ups from that movie and um uh, it's an yeah. it's an 80s movie it's um any, any was thoughts yet? yours uh what was yours the princess bride yeah so it has an actor and well, I was gonna say... <laughs> what were you gonna say go ahead you probably I, guess it i was gonna ask you if it was a sports movie no it's not a sports movie well oh. i got the impression it was a courtroom movie is no it no no it was it was just, oh i thought you i meant yeah i was just i was just saying it's a movie that i've seen a lot kind of like a few good men oh. uh, that you know um and it's it's sort of a a favorite um but okay, I'll give wait. you the genre. That'll give it away. It's a romantic comedy. It's like the oh, romantic comedy. Yes, it's when Harry met Sally. You bet. It. Yeah, we're gonna watch In, that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I watched that is somewhat that, recently. Did you? Yeah. Is that I love what you do for me, Toyota? Is that <laughs> no, no? That is another no. Like, that is um, what is that? Is that French Kiss or Forget Paris? Forget Paris. Forget Paris. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I've seen that a few times too. You want it? You got it. Toyota. <laughs> oh, that's it. And then he does a silent scream. <laughs> Three guys from Greece. Authentic Greek food. <laughs> All right, save yeah. it. Well, it's not even that the movie we're doing, so. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> this is the I'll have what she's having. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. All right, good pick. Yeah. I, I was yeah, I was like I was like before this episode I was like okay, there's Sean's going total classic good movie <laughs> because he's coming off of obscure yeah. western. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. I was tired of you guys picking all good movies and me being like, "Oh, I'm going to pick this weird movie we've never seen and <laughs> I needed I needed a a nice big softball right down the middle of the plate. Yep. yep. Sweet. Oh, and it's right. on HBO, I think, right now. At least when, at the time we're recording this, it's on HBO. Cool. So. Excellent. Well, in the five minutes it takes us to release this to the world, I'm sure it won't go anywhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, so. <laughs> Almost live. Yes. Well, thank you for waiting and thank you for listening. Adios. Yeah. See you next time. That's the film with your brains. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just being a dork. <laughs>